You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 386. Checks and balances. You know, you have to make sure that the money that you're putting into your company, as far as marketing goes, that you're getting a return out of that. And you're not going to know that without managing these leads and making sure that everything has been touched and followed up properly. I mean, it also allows you to track back to make sure that you're putting your money in the right place. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hey guys, Cody Hoffheim here. Before we get going with today's episode, I just want to make sure you're aware of the contest that's going on for all of March, where three lucky winners are going to have a wholesaling business experience of a lifetime. So for the whole month of March, what we're doing is a special ratings and reviews contest where we're going to select three lucky winners where we're going to take care of all their accommodations, their flights, their hotels, and you'll spend two full days with the head rhino himself, Mr. Tom Kroll. Imagine what this would be like for your wholesaling business, whether you're just beginning or you've already done some deals, but think of what it could do for you if you've spent two full days with Tom Kroll in sunny Florida and all the accommodations were taken care of, what would your year look like? Now, to enter into this contest, For this ratings and reviews, we want you to go over to iTunes and give us a rating and review, five stars please, and take a screenshot and send that screenshot of the review to darren at wholesalinginc.com. That's darren, D-A-R-R-I-N at wholesalinginc.com. Now, if this isn't enough, we're also going to feature the three of you on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. So while you're down there, Tom's going to put you in the hot seat. So get ready. Head on over to iTunes, do the ratings and review, and just simply take a screenshot of the review, send it over to Darren at wholesalinginc.com. That's Darren, D-A-R-R-I-N at wholesalinginc.com so that we can pick out three lucky winners to go head down and spend two full days with Mr. Tom Kroll. Now let's get going with today's episode. I am your host, Chris Arnold, and let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. You know, people ask me, as long as I've been in the business, what are a couple of the biggest mistakes I see investors or even their teams making? And probably the two biggest I see is number one, most people don't know their metrics, uh, also known as KPIs. But the second one is lead management. You know, it's one thing to be able to generate a lead, it's another to not fumble those and actually execute them and get them across the line. And you know, I can go back to the very first business coach I had, who at that point had coached hundreds of real estate entrepreneurs around the country. And I remember him telling me, Chris, after all of my years of coaching, the thing that I have to work on most with my clients is lead management. It is a rampant problem uh, in the industry and something that everyone needs to learn how to do. So I have a very special guest today, actually my chief operating officer, Sierra Ford. She is the one that has actually built out 
all of the systems that we have in place for lead management. And we are going to get into the practical ways in which you can strengthen the lead management process in your company. So bottom line, the better you manage your leads, of course, the more revenue and the more money that you're going to make. So Sierra, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. So for those that don't know you, obviously they know you are my COO, but tell us a little bit about you. What is it you do? Which you pretty much do it all for us, but <laughs> a little bit. That's a hard question. Um, really, I, I build the operations. I manage the people. I make sure that everything is flowing and delegated properly. If we have an issue with the system, it's my job to go in and troubleshoot it and make sure that it's performing the best that it can for our company. So just keeping things on track and making sure everything's moving in the right direction. That's the way I would sum it up. Absolutely. And if you're listening and you're newer to business and you hear that word system, right? Everything in your business comes down to a system. I mean, Sierra, if you make a bowl of cereal in the morning, that is a system, right? Do I get the milk out first? Do I get the cereal out first? You know, how much do I pour? Like everything we do can be broken down into a system. And so what you do for us, obviously, is develop systems and more importantly, systems that are efficient. So Mm -hmm. now you've got a grasp, obviously, on what Sierra does. We're going to be actually talking about the systems behind our lead management and what we have found over the years works best for us. So Sierra, let's hop into the meat. Let's first talk about why lead management is so important. Why are we making such a big deal out of this? Someone might be listening going, really? Lead management? That's like one of the most (laughs) important things. Why is that? Checks and balances. You know, you have to make sure that the money that you're putting into your company, as far as marketing goes, that you're getting a return out of that. And you're not going to know that without managing these leads and making sure that everything has been touched and followed up properly. I mean, it also allows you to track back to make sure that you're putting your money in the right place. You know, it holds your salespeople accountable. It makes sure that your money is going in the right place and to the right sources. And it's making sure that you're not wasting money overall, which is, I think, the biggest deal. And that's a great way to boil it down. If you're not managing leads, you're probably wasting money, bottom line. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're throwing it out the window, (laughs) for sure. Without management. So let's talk about this concept of auditing leads. Like we hear the word audit, we're like, well, a tax audit, like from the IRS. But what does it mean to actually audit leads? What does that look like? So I think it can be broken down a couple ways. You know, if you are a company that has salespeople um, that you work with, that you have your own acquisition managers or even agents, you know, in the brokerage world, I think lead audit needs to be an audit of the leads that are being assigned to those salespeople or that are running through your prospecting assistant. So you need to be looking at the notes. You know, the important thing about notes, people, I've been in companies or I've seen that people will just put less voicemail. You know, there's there's no detail. Even if they've reached these people, there's very little meat there. So the importance of that is if that lead has to go to someone else in the future, or if that person, if it's dead and they call back in, you know, a year, we know exactly where the conversation left off. You don't have to waste time trying to build rapport again. You've already have that conversation written down, you know, right where you're picking up and you're focusing all your attention on that. And then the next piece is you need to be checking for follow-up dates. 
We've had leads lost in the system. I know everybody has because they are not dated properly. If somebody is not ready right now, that does not mean that they won't be ready in a month. So follow-up dates, um, status. You need to make sure that you're statusing these properly so you can go back. You know, if it's a new lead, you have to have a certain tactic. If it's a follow-up, you need to have another. So you need to make sure those statuses are properly checked. Uh, and then the last one is source. If I hear like, okay, what does it mean to status a lead? You're saying where you are in that in that conversation. Where did you leave off? So if I have something coming into the system as a new lead, I know this person has not been touched. They have not been contacted yet. They're kind of priority for the day. Then I have people in follow-up. These people have already had my attention. I've built some type of relationship with them. So that's a whole nother, you know, you have to switch your mind for that conversation. So the status not only helps break down where the lead is at that time, but it also helps you switch your state of mind when you're speaking to these people. What kind of conversation do you need to have? It's going to be different based on what conversation you had or didn't have. Yeah. And so all this auditing that you're doing is actually through a CRM system, right? So when we talk about checking notes and looking at the status and making sure it has follow-up dates... What you're actually auditing is the CRM software like a podio, correct? Absolutely. You can't do this on a spreadsheet. And, you know, it just isn't going to work. I know some people start there, but ultimately, uh, it's another waste of money. You need to make sure that you have a system that you're, you're able to check and really track. And it can be time consuming to, to have paper notes, you know, so it is important for it to be in a CRM. Wow. So how important is lead management when it comes to a CRM. Could you really have high-level lead management without a good CRM like Podio? No. <laughs> just straight up no. I, I just don't think that you can manage things properly. It, it doesn't have to be Podio. You know, There's a, a million different CRMs, but there needs to be one place where all of these leads are housed, followed up, notated. And again, a huge part of this is that source. You know, you have to have a place where you can quickly check where these leads came from. And you're not going to do that on Excel. You're not going to do that on a on a piece of paper. It's too time consuming and things will get lost in the shuffle. Gotcha. So going back to the auditing, right? So what I hear you say so far is, you know, whether you have a team or you are the team, right? You're you're a solo uh, investor. You need to make sure you're putting good thorough notes in there because that lead could be mm-hmm. passed to somebody else. The follow-up dates are important because if you miss that, then you're going to miss the time in which you should follow up to convert that lead. Make sure your statuses are correct. Like this is a new lead. This is a hot lead, follow-up, et cetera. And then I think you had one other thing you were going to hit on for lead audit. What was that? Yeah, that was source. You have to make sure that you have everything in that system sourced. What marketing strategy did it come from? Which campaign did it come from? That is the only true way you're going to be able to figure out what is making you money and what's not. If there's no source, you have no way to track this back. So that means you're throwing, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars at a potential marketing campaign that isn't generating you anything because you can't check. And that's dangerous. You know, that that's that's the true way to to get yourself into some trouble. So that's huge. All right. So now that we understand about lead auditing, right, let's talk about accountability. Is it important to hold accountable the lead management process? I mean, obviously it is, but I think the real question we're all asking is, 
How do we do that? What does accountability look like in the world of lead management? Um, I would say the first thing is no empty threat. <laughs> you know, if you expect your salespeople or even yourself, if you expect to be hitting a certain amount of numbers or um, contracting a certain amount of contracts and it's not happening, you need to be looking in that system to see why. And so when you do this lead audit or you're looking through these leads, you're going to find things are not touched properly. It's just human nature. Things are going to get skipped and missed over. But the important thing here is don't use empty threats. Don't tell somebody you're going to reassign their leads or they're not going to get additional leads if they don't do A, B, and C and then not do it. You have to stick to your guns if you are telling somebody they need to hit all of these points on every lead, then you need to hold them accountable for that. And, you know, unfortunately, that means that we take leads, you know, within our company. If you don't make the calls um, and we see a lead as just basically sitting there, it's going to be passed on to somebody else. You know, realistically, we're taking food out of other salespeople's mouths by letting these leads sit with a another salesperson that's not doing anything with them. That's money that another person could be making and ultimately the company. So stick to your guns, no empty threats. Make sure that you follow through. If you have a repercussion for your sales members, that if they don't do A, B, and C, follow through. Make sure that they are treating these leads as important as they are. This is money for them and your company. And as far as being a single person, you know, if you don't have a team, same thing. If you don't have, if you don't have a strategy to audit these leads and look at these leads, you might as well just throw your money in, in the trash can because there's going to th- be things that fall through the cracks. It's just inevitable. Yeah. And so if we're talking, first of all, like I have a salesperson, an acquisition manager, or maybe a prospecting assistant, how often should I be going in or someone on my team and auditing these leads? Like, is this done? Weekly, daily, monthly? This is daily. So, you know, the way that we have this set up is, you know, throughout the day, our acquisition managers and our prospecting assistant, they're getting leads all day. But by the end of that day, we're in that system looking at everything that came in that day, everything that had a follow up date set for that day, and we're making sure that they're touched. So it, it has to be daily. One day goes by with a lead that had a follow-up day of Monday and now it's Tuesday, you potentially lost that deal to somebody else. One day, that's all it takes. So it, it has to be done on a daily basis. And if you have a salesperson, right, that isn't following the process, right, you're auditing them, they're making multiple mistakes, like, do you pick up the phone and call them? Do you email them? Do you just remove the leads? Like, what does that actually look like? It really depends on the situation. So if if I'm jumping in there and we see that a follow-up date just wasn't set and, and they've been assigned 20 leads and it's just this one, and it looks like, honestly, it was just accidentally skipped over, I'm just going to shoot them a message and say, hey, you know, could you check this lead? The, the date's not there. Because I can tell they're doing what they need to do. It It is... And things happen. There can be honest mistakes. But if we're going into a system and we're seeing that statuses aren't changed, that there's no notes indicating the last conversation that they had, there's no follow-up date set, that's when I'm picking up the phone. And they have 24 hours. You know, we give them... Because we're auditing at night, we can't expect them to jump back in at midnight. I'm giving them to the next morning to catch everything up. But it's always a time frame. You have till this time to get it all caught up or it's reassigned to another acquisition manager or salesperson. Gotcha. No, it's a good, good system. So let's talk a little bit about 
lead reviving, right? Like we have leads in the system and I'm curious what, you know, you think is the best thing to do. You got new, fresh, hot leads, which all of your salespeople obviously want. And then you get these dead leads or these old leads. Like how are you managing like really good leads and how are you managing some of the stuff that's more seasoned, right? Yeah. So it's inevitable that things are going to slow down in random parts of the year. It happens to everybody. We, you know, you don't really know when it's going to happen, but sometimes lead flow just kind of creeps down. At that point, we don't wait around for new leads. What we're doing is we're actively going into our dead leads and we're seeing if we can meet their price now that time has passed. So we're rerunning numbers. We're also looking at the area. We're expanding our buyers list every day. So we know now there are certain areas we can help with that we weren't able to in the past. So we're actively going through that. But we're not only doing it when it's slow. We're doing it all throughout the year. But when it's slow is the time where our acquisition managers are really focusing on those. And so it makes sure that we're not, A, wasting leads and we're not wasting opportunity. So it's huge. And and another thing with that is, it doesn't have to just be dead leads. It can be older leads. It can be follow-ups that people said, hey, call me back next year. Why are you going to wait till next year? Circumstances change. So we're actively, especially on the lead management side, we're looking at these leads to see, hey, have they sold? You know, We're pulling tax records. So we know it's not a waste of time um, when we hand it back to an acquisition manager. So we're looking to see if the property changed hands or if their situation has changed or we'll have our prospecting assistant go through those leads and see if they're ready before that year. Um, So it's just important that just because somebody is not ready right now does not mean that they're not going to be ready in a month. And you're wasting opportunity if you're not going after those people still and you're not keeping them in your your process. And what I hear you saying, which is interesting is, you know, people think that the auditing might just be on the newer stuff coming in. But what you're saying is you guys put as equal time into reviving the old stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing. We we had one acquisition manager that just really, really wanted she wanted more. You know, she was getting decent volume of new leads and she had her follow-ups, but she wanted more. So she really dug into these dead leads and I there was one month where she pulled three deals out of just dead leads. People that situation just changed and the numbers just, you know, they worked out better. And that's three deals in one month that she was able to revive because of our system that we've created. So to someone that's listening, that goes, you know what? I need to be doing lead management on myself. I need to maybe be the lead manager for a while for the acquisition manager I have or the two, or even more importantly, or ideally, I'd like to hire a lead manager What do you think the characteristics of a good lead manager are? How do you know you've got one that's doing a good job and keeping everything in check and keeping your sales team in check? It has to be somebody with a systems brain. You know, you can't put a salesperson in this role. They're not going to be able to, it gets grueling. You know, there's a lot involved. There's a lot of it's checks and balances and reports and, and going one by one. And it can be a little hectic and, and you, you just can't put like a sales personality in that role. It has to be somebody that is very systematic, that thinks very systems like, with like an admin personality. I would say the best person for this position is somebody that is, you know, on the administrative side that maybe is looking for an admin role that is very systems heavy. And then you can convert them into that lead management because they're going to take their time to really 
focus on each lead and trace it back. And that's really the process. It's research. Uh, it sounds detailed. And one of the things that stuck out to me was like, and it almost came out like in your voice, it's like one by one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> literally like you're going through or the lead management process that we have with our company is literally going from lead like one by one by one every day checking these leads at that detail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And on average for us, how long does it take or how many hours a day is spent managing lead in our company? Honestly, I think because it's really going to depend on your flow. So for us, our people really follow the process pretty well. They're, they're pretty detailed. They know what we expect. They know what they need to do. So that time is significantly decreased over time. You know, the more they're able to follow the process, the less time that lead manager has to spend auditing. So I say now maybe it's an hour and a half a day jumping in there just to make sure everything's clean and put together. But I know in in other companies or depending on your sales team, it could be five hours. It just depends on the mess that they're cleaning up. With us, it's just a quick system review. We're looking through... We've done this for so long that it's now a a smooth process. So I would say about an hour and a half for us. And so the ideal person, obviously, you said is administrative and not sales based. You definitely don't administrative. Person in this position, you're like, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I, <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about what it looks like to waste leads, right? So you're watching a system, and really, what a lead manager is trying to do is minimize waste. Might be a good way to put it, right? Are we getting everything we can out of everything we got? So how do we stop wasting leads? So this kind of leads back to that, to that status. You know, when you, we have in our system statuses for Spanish speaking out of the area, buyers, we have traditional real estate sales. So these are all statuses in our system. So when our salespeople or our prospecting assistant is going through their leads, they're marketing or they're marking them you know, Spanish out of the area and so on. So what we're able to do is we're able to go in, take a quick pull of all of those out of area leads. And our lead manager created a relationship with other investors in the area that do focus on those areas. And we're able to send those leads to to those investors and get a referral fee. So we're not wasting anything. So these leads that we can't service are not sitting in our system dying. You know, we're getting something out of them. Same thing with Spanish speaking. You know, we're able to pull this list of Spanish speaking and we're creating a relationship now um, with a investor that is bilingual. So he can service those people. So no lead is going to waste. And we do the same thing on the retail side. So stop wasting leads is really about that status and making sure that everything is marked the right way. So it's a quick pull and a relationship. You know, create a relationship and sell those leads. Put that money back into your marketing to generate leads that you can close. That's huge. So I hear this idea of being versatile. So it's like, well, you know, I'm a wholesaler. So if I can't do a cash offer on this deal or that lead is not cash offer, I just throw it away. But what you're challenging is it doesn't matter if they're out of your area or let's say they're Spanish speaking and you don't have a Spanish speaking person in your organization. You want to make sure that every lead has some place to go, even if you can't service it, because you can get revenue by 
you know, referring these leads out, selling these leads, et cetera. Like you're kind of looking at like, I'm going to make money off of every lead, regardless of what the Absolutely. type of lead it is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, circumstances change. So, you know, in the past, we did not do uh, land deals, a lot of land deals. So we were referring those out. But now we have picked up this list that really caters to land buyers. So that's now something that we are working with. But we were still making money in the past by referring those out. So it doesn't matter if it's not right now. Maybe you're not doing something right now and you intend to in the future. In the meantime, sell those leads. Get some money back in your pocket to help you build that future business, to help you build that new system to cater to those people. But in the meantime, sell them, get something back. Yeah. So I have a question. You know, you were giving an example of, hey, I, I do feel like we're at a point where our salespeople understand the process, they follow the system. Does that mean at some point you can stop auditing every day that you stop managing leads at that level and that your team and your salespeople will be fine without it? Or is this something that always has to occur day in and day out, regardless of how, uh, let's say, sharp your sales team gets in the sense of following the instructions in the system? No, this is not something that you can just take off the plate. It doesn't matter how good they are. Human nature is to make mistakes. Like I said before, there's times where just one scheduled follow-up date is missed, but that's one opportunity that could have made us $30,000 that month. So it doesn't matter how good they are. It has to be in place and it has to constantly be in place. Another thing is people fall back. You know, People will get into a habit of doing something and something happens and they fall back into other their old ways and you have to make sure that there's no room for error that you're not you're not messing up your entire system by putting too much faith in you know one false person and their ability to follow instructions they have to be monitored for your sake for the marketing for the marketing dollars and to make those salespeople money if they miss that $30,000 deal because of one mistake you know that's money out of their pocket too so it's it's to help everyone and it has to be ongoing. It cannot stop. So out of everything we talked about today, what do you feel like is maybe one of the main one to two key points you want to make sure we all hear about lead managing? If we could kind of 80, 20 it. I think the first thing is lead management is really bottom line. It's, it's to make sure you're not throwing money away. You know, it doesn't matter right now what it costs to get this started or, you know, put somebody in place or the time that you might have to take because you're not able to put somebody else there. Ultimately, it's preventing you from throwing money away. So it's huge. And I think the second is the power in that auditing system, making sure that notes are done, follow-up dates are set, and statuses and sources are marked. You need that. You need that to refer leads out. You need it to track back your KPIs for marketing. It all flows together. You need it to also make sure that your salespeople are performing. How are you supposed to know if your salespeople are at the top of their game if you're not constantly looking at their performance? So that lead audit is absolutely huge. Agreed. <laughs> we have definitely <laughs> learned that lesson through pain um, over the years. That's for sure. Now, Sierra, I do uh, want to make a little transition here. So you've obviously um, been on top of the business of what we've been doing. You see every part of it. You've also been a part of a lot of decision-making as we've literally tried out just about every type of marketing channel that's out there. 
And of course, you're involved um, with REI Radio as one of the coaches. You come in really talking about the stuff we're talking about, right? Like the technology side of radio and you know how to manage these leads, how to get the most out of radio, the system set up and so forth. And so I know yeah. our students love hearing your side because you come in from a systems mindset. But I'm just curious for you, after all these years and all the different marketing channels we've done, what's your thoughts and opinion on radio? What, what do you think about it from a chief operating officer's position? Radio is by far my favorite marketing source. And, and here's why. Honestly, we've done so many things. And, and let's be honest, some of them have been a little crazy. <laughs> some of them have been just normal strategies. But ultimately, we've had a lot of negative feedback on some of our previous marketing campaigns. So as, as the COO, I'm listening to complaints. I'm hearing, Oh, well, this isn't working. I'm getting horrible phone calls. I'm, you know, so all of that is funneling through me. And I have seen a significant decrease in that since we stopped some of those other sources and just focused on radio. They're high quality leads. These people are calling you. You know, that is the, I think that was the biggest thing that changed our salespeople is they were not used to people calling them. You know, they were used to having to pick up the phone and, and call, you know, either they're cold calling or they're calling people back. Or they're getting incoming calls of people that are angry about, you know, like a postcard. They're not positive conversations, in other words. So it's a huge mind shift. When you're having people call you that actually have the intention of selling their home, it just changes the entire environment. People aren't as frustrated. You know, people aren't banging their head against the wall or saying, what, is, what does that postcard say? Or what does that Google ad say? It's right there. It's also really easy to audit, you know, radio. You can turn on the radio and, and your actual radio stations can give you estimated slot times where you're going to play. So you can peek in. You can make sure that those, that those stations are running your ad, you know, and how many times a day you're getting reports. So it's, it's easy to audit from that standpoint. And they're just better leads, you know, they're just higher quality. They're ready to go. So I think it's, it's been a huge, I, I guess, bonus for us <laughs> to be involved in this because we're starting to share this knowledge and, and we're hearing from other people how they're having that same effect. And that, that's awesome because nobody wants to be taking negative calls all day. It, 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 it's a beat down. So we have something special, you know, and, and that's really cool. No, I agree. And so what I kind of hear you saying to sum that up, it's interesting. I didn't know what you would say is from your perspective, you're the one that has to manage the complaints below. So when a mm -hmm. salesperson gets yelled at or an assistant prospector comes to you in tears, you're the one that has to deal with that. And so radio is minimizing that because people aren't getting yelled at. Of course, <laughs> exactly. it's inbound, which is great. Everyone just wants their phone to ring. It's easy to audit. And then lastly, of course, it's one of the highest quality leads that we've been able to generate. So if you're listening and uh, you're interested, you've been hearing us talk about REI Radio talk about you know, getting in to see if your market's available because we are limiting the amount of investors we put per market because we want to preserve this thing just like we preserve it in Dallas-Fort Worth for us. And you just want to ask some questions, do your due diligence. So what we encourage you to do is simply book a call by going to wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Again, that's wholesalinginc.com 
forward slash REI radio and book a call and ask all the questions that you had. See, I remember when you and I launched this, we had a ton of questions ourselves on, is this right? Is it going to work? And so we definitely encourage you to do your due diligence. Well, Sierra, thank you for coming on, sharing your knowledge about the systems you've built around lead management. And I hope those that are listening, the biggest takeaway they get is that lead management is vital to the success of your entire organization. So Sierra, thanks so much for your time. I enjoyed hanging out. Thank you. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.